podcast intent for information on educational purposes only, not for the purpose of rendering medical advice. As always, information should be pulled from multiple credible sources. Cross reference wormlet your almost accurate hypothesis. Evans can support always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any question regarding a medical condition. <gasps> this is the actual PT podcast, where actual problems meet actual evidence, producing actual results. And your hosts, Troy Lind and Taylor Flocken. Actual PT Nation, how is everybody doing? This is Taylor and Troy bringing you another episode of what we call the Actual PT Podcast. So, how are we doing today, Mr. Troy? We are doing fantastic, Taylor Flocken. We are so, so excited to bring you guys today information on an extremely common problem in the knee with a name that is far, far too long. Yes, yes, yes. And that far, far too long name is patellofemoral pain syndrome. So break down what that exactly that means, Troy. Yes, yes. So patello means kneecap, if you will, the bone that's in your kneecap. And the femoral part refers to the long thigh bone your kneecap or your patella sits on. And I think you uh, smart listeners out there can figure out what the pain syndrome means, of course. Yes, yes. And despite that really long, kind of uncommon name, it was found in 2010 by a study by Davis in the Journal of Orthopedic Sports Physical Therapy to be the most common lower extremity overuse injury. And overall, PTC this in the clinic all the time. It actually accounts for 10% of all physical therapy visits. Correctamundo, Mr. Flocken. And also from that Davis study, five years later after going to physical therapy, 80% of people were found to still have pain. And 74% reported having to reduce their activity levels because of the pain. Yikes. So this obviously is an area of physical therapy that has some shades of gray in it, okay? There isn't a black and white, super clear-cut approach. But what we want to do today is we want to talk about what the problem is, the most likely people it affects, and then also what the best research that we currently have has to say about fixing it. And we'll probably finish off uh, with some observations of our own because, uh, spoiler alert, I actually have this one. So without any further ado, Troy, teach the people about what exactly is going on with this problem. That I can do. That I can do. So a 2016 consensus statement defines patellofemoral pain syndrome, or PFPS, as pain occurring around or behind or deep to the patella that is aggravated by at least one activity that loads the patella during weight-bearing on a flex knee. In terms of what is exactly happening to cause the pain, well, we're we're not exactly 100% sure, to be honest. We know it isn't a very satisfying answer, but that is kind of the case here, so there's not much we can do about it. Some believe that the patella is not tracking properly or moving correctly over the femur, which causes the pain by irritating nerves or the fat pad that lies on the posterior inferior side of the patella. But it isn't for certain, and honestly, we need more research on it. Another common belief is that this can be caused by some muscles being too tight or too weak around the knee, the hip, or even the foot. 
I'm going to let old Taylor Flock in here explain this in uh, further detail when he tells us what does the patient look like. <laughs> yes, yes. So the average person for this has a pretty wide age gap, all right? It can affect young, active adults all the way up to the elderly. It does, however, affect women two and a half times more than men. So watch out, ladies, for this one, okay? People who have this problem, they tend to complain of a couple different things, but not always all of them. Number one, pain or stiffness after sitting for too long. Uh, One of the names for this is called moviegoer's knee. You know, you go into a dark movie theater, sit there for a couple, you know, hour or two. Next thing you know, you get to go to stand up and you're like, oof. All right. Another thing, uh, pain when squatting or kneeling down. Um, all that weight-bearing positions really puts a strain on the knee and really causes pain for these people. Uh, stairs, they can also be a challenge. They can hurt you too. And then a lot of times these people, they report having tight hamstrings. So the muscles on the back of your thigh, they just really aren't stretching far enough. And another thing, weak glutes. So the muscles that really help you kick your leg backwards or out to the side, they're just a little bit too puny. Yes, and for you PTs and PT students out there that are listening, this patient will also have a positive Clark sign, positive patellar apprehension test, and or possibly a positive patellar tilt test. And don't forget that those tests are more specific than they are sensitive. Right, and now on to fixing this tricky condition. Tell the people what evidence is pointing to these days, Troy. Yes, so currently the best way to fix this problem focuses on a couple of different things. So to start, you want to slow down on the things that aggravate this, You probably for several weeks. PFPS tends to be more of an overuse injury rather than a traumatic injury. So you need to give this problem or this area time to heal and transition out of that acute inflammatory phase. Now, this does not mean to stop moving for a month but rather give the knee a break from whatever exercises or activities you have found that it aggravated. Meanwhile, you should focus on strengthening those glutes, getting in those bum busters. Now is a great time to get that booty into Kardashian status, guys and gals. Your knees will thank you later, I promise. And don't forget to stretch, 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 and stretch those hamstrings. Absolutely, Troy. Absolutely. The trick to beating this, though, is what gets a lot of people. It takes diligence and simple consistency. You may have to keep up this for six to eight weeks before you get the results that you're really looking for. Then after the results, you'll need to kind of stay on it with a maintenance exercise or stretching program to keep it all away. All right, Troy. Now tell us about some of the things out there that people are using to treat this as well. Can do. So the old school treatment of PFPS relies on taping the knee in certain ways or directions and attempt to assist the patella in tracking properly during activity or during regular movement throughout the day. This technique is also used by the some clinicians to help diagnose the issue of patellofemoral pain syndrome. But once again, the long-term success of this is a bit unreliable and accurately taping the patella in the first place greatly decreases reliability of this method of treatment. 
A second method of treatment that some individuals have found successful is the use of certain knee braces to provide support or stability to the knee. These braces start working as soon as you get it on and adjusted properly, but we suggest you start, if you are taking this angle, to start with a generic or pre-made brace first to see if it works before you spend your money on a custom-made fancy knee brace that will cost you an arm or leg or two that you may or may not even fix the problem. Now, Mr. Flocken, you mentioned earlier that you have some issues with this problem, right? I, I would love to hear more about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. More than happy to share. Well, and before we do that, folks, just a little disclaimer. So we're now getting into our own personal and professional thoughts on the issue, which if you listen to the Levels of Evidence episode, you'll know that this is Level 5 Evidence, a.k.a. the worst. So don't hold what we say here to heart and make sure you seek out your own opinion on the issue. So with all that said, I first started having issues with uh, patellofemoral when I was younger, about 22, I'm 27 now, so about five years ago. Um, I was really active. You know, I was lifting heavy weights. I was running. I was helping uh, coach a wrestling team. So I was doing a little bit of everything. And I started getting this sharp, stabbing feeling in my knees whenever I squatted down. And it really started as something that I could toughen out. But then it grew into something that just completely affected how active I was able to be. And as I, uh, you know, kind of continued to go along, I uh, got into judo for a little bit, which that's kind of like the Japanese form of wrestling or, you know, their version of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And uh, one of the things that we did during the warm-ups is we had pretty intense hamstring stretches. And this improved a lot of things. But, you know, as life goes, I ended up stopping going to judo. The knees started hurting again. And then once I got into PT school and learned about this problem, it really just kind of fit me to a T. I felt like our professor was talking about me up there. And also around this time, uh, me and Troy, we started lifting together. And both of us really just kind of decided to attack it head on, you know, stretching those hammies and strengthening those glutes. Next thing you know, my knees got to feeling good again. And another component um, that was not really talked about a whole lot in the research, but it's something that I found that was helpful for me was also stretching my calves a lot. Basically, the entire backside of my legs are just stupid tight, and by stretching them, I'm now able to move more fluidly and naturally, and I can do all that without that stabbing pain in the knees, which is fantastic. Uh, Troy, do you have any extra thoughts about this one? Oh, yes, yes. You know me, Taylor. I've always got to get the last word in. So uh, in an attempt to keep things simple for all of our lovely listeners, I'm just going to do a quick summary of patellofemoral pain syndrome. So if you ha have this and you'd like to treat it, we suggest stretching the hamstrings. Uh, we, we suggest addressing any and all core weaknesses, strengthening the glutes. And as Taylor said, we I've also found in working with patients that increasing uh, any and all mobility, ankle mobility problems also helps to increase um, range of motion, and decrease pain. In doing these simple tasks, you will not only save money, but you will also be able to return what us in physical therapy like to call the locus of control back into your own hands. Or in other words, you'll have the tools necessary to treat and control your own pain, which is something each and every patient should have. Well, with that, I'd like to thank each and every one of you guys for listening. Please, please, please like, subscribe, comment, and share to spread the word of actual PT. 
And I believe that's uh, that's everybody. I don't think we have to thank anybody else, right, Taylor? Yep, yep, you're right. Nobody. Oh, Troy, we do have somebody. We have uh, we have a very important person, Mr. Mohammed Khaled. Thank you so much for being our producer and making this podcast a reality, sir. So, with that said, this is Taylor Flocken and Troy Lynn signing off and reminding you to always, always stay, stay classy. classy. Actual PT Nation. Nation. <laughs>